0: Today we're going to continue with our series, but I'm going to take the passage today from a uh, different gospel or from the book of Mark. Matthew, Mark, and Luke has the story of the transfiguration, but as they come down off of the mountain, Mark gives much more details detail than does Matthew and Luke. So today we're going to read one verse. In Matthew, and then we're going to read the other text in the book of Mark, chapter 9. So for those writing the scriptures down, I'll be preaching from or reading from Matthew 17, verse 9. And then I will read Mark, chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. For those that are not feeling well in their bodies, Lord, we pray for right now, and in those who are in the process of recovering, we thank you. We pray that you will bless the hearers of the word of God. Pray that you will give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Today it is so vitally important that we not only hear, but we put into practice what we hear. Today there are people that hear, but they don't follow up with what they hear. And today we are praying that you will help people to put into practice the very word. Those who have not yet said yes will say yes to the King of Glory. What a tragedy to be in eternity without God and have every opportunity to be saved. People in this world, God, oh my Savior, they will be most sad on that day when the Lord says, Depart from me. When the free gift of salvation was right there. Just by saying yes to the Savior and no to sin. So today we pray that in this place, people will be saved. Help us to hear the word. Pray that God, you will anoint me as I bring forth thy word. We give your name all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Then, again, we'll be heading right over to the book of Mark. Chapter 9, Matthew chapter 17, verse 9, Matthew 17, verse 9, last week, a lot of people left the game, Super Bowl, thinking that it was over, I was at a house and they were saying, it's over, it's over, I said, don't count Tom Brady out, So said, don't count him out, but 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 the, near the end of the third quarter I was starting to think it's over even though I wasn't rooting for them and the 49ers wasn't in and I'm just I'm watching but my team's the 49ers They may make a comeback in 10 years but uh, last week that was the most incredible comeback and people that had bet against New England those that had left, paid all that money and left were probably trying to run back inside. <laughs> that was something. Be careful, showboat when you're playing, running back to the end zone. we got we got to be careful. Might be humble, be careful. When you think it's over, it's not over.. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about football, but I'm talking about y'all, too. Be careful. (laughs) Matthew chapter 17, verse 9. This is what it says. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Turn with, with me over to the book of Mark, chapter 9. Beginning at verse 14. This is what it says. Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing with? about with them. And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd was running together, And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. And Matthew says, Because of their little faith, I believe it is, that was said by Christ. As a title, it's long, Write it out, write it down, abbreviate it, shorthand, whatever you need to do. From a glorious mountaintop experience to a battle in the valley. From a glorious mountaintop experience to a battle in the valley. Point number one, the return to the disciples and the problem. The return to the disciples and the the problem. It was Peter who wanted to build three tents, three tabernacles, or three dwelling places for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah upon the mountain of transfiguration. It was Peter who said, Lord, it is good that we are here. We said this last week. It's good that we're here. Let us build three tents, three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And a bright cloud came over them and appeared over them, overshadowed them. And the voice of God from the cloud told Peter and the disciples that Jesus was his beloved son and in whom he was well pleased and that they were to listen to him. This listening that was told to them was not meant only from that point until the time of Christ when he died, but it was everything that Jesus had been saying to them. You see, a lot of people get in trouble today because they don't listen to what the Lord has to say. We can avoid a lot of problems in life if we would just do what the Lord says. But we want to make it hard for God to try to by disobeying him and then running to him when things are out of control. Lord, help me. I've made a mess of stuff. We can avoid, we can avoid a lot of stuff if we just bring it to the Lord first. So this listening was not only from the time of being on the mountain and then going down, but it was from all the things that Christ had already been telling them. Also, Moses and Elijah are not equal to Jesus. Jesus fulfills the law of Moses that Moses talked about, it that the Lord gave him. It was Jesus that gave Moses the law. Elijah, representative of the prophets, was the prophet for the Lord. Jesus is not on any equal plane with anybody. He makes no apology for it. Today you can call everybody's name but Jesus. You know Jesus' name is powerful when they try to muzzle you. Go ahead and call everybody else, but don't say Jesus. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. For those who know him, as they go back down the mountain. Let me back up. Even to those who don't know him, his name is powerful. As they go back down the mountain, Jesus instructs them not to say anything until after he has risen from the dead. Now this should be really comforting to the disciples because God had just told them to listen to him. And Jesus said that he is going to rise from the dead as they had been very sad in hearing that the Lord was going to die. You recall, they didn't want Jesus dying. But if they listened very carefully, not only did Jesus say he was going to rise from the dead, the Father said, listen to him. It should have been comforting for them to say, wait a minute, Jesus said he's going to die, but he also said he's going to rise, and he even just told us, keep this matter of what you saw, Quiet until after I've risen. You see, if we listen carefully enough, the Lord lets us know what we need to do. The reason why so many people are missing what Jesus is saying because they're not picking up their Bible. They're not opening the scriptures. And they're trying to get a word from God. You are not getting a private interpretation from the Lord if you're not looking in the word of God. People are telling me they're getting all these messages ain't in the Word at all. No day. We need to understand if you're going to hear from God, you have to be in His Word. Tell yeah, you, run from people who always got a word from the Lord, and they ain't in the Bible. Come, come, here, come here. I got, a, I got a word from you from the Lord. Oh no, oh no, 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 you, mm, not you. Yeah, what you got to say? I'm thinking, that ain't the Lord. Lord, mm -mm, that is not of the Lord. Thank you. Listen to what that person got to say. We need to be careful. Verify what people tell you. People think, people accepting everything that people say except what God says. Why a world is in the mess that it is. Something just fell down the stairs. Hope it wasn't a person. <laughs> Bridget not there dancing, is she? <laughs> In many cases, whatever wonderful experience that you may have that you may have just had with the Lord, your trial will probably test you to the point or level of where your experience or excitement or amazement has been. Whatever your experience, the wonderful experience that the Lord may have given you, whenever you are tested, it's going to match that so that it calls into question how much do you really trust and believe God. You see, there are times when people think, oh, I'm I'm ready to face anything right now. But you see, the problem is that your problem is that your situation is going to be measured based on where you are and even at times beyond. You see, when you begin to depend upon yourself and say, I got this, Lord, look out, because you will quickly find that you don't have it. You see, there are times when we feel something emotionally and we mistakenly believe that our emotional feelings is where God is and we can handle everything. No, 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 no. Don't ever forget that you must always keep your faith and trust in the Lord. You were never meant to navigate this world without Christ. We cannot tell you avoid a lot of problems if we would just follow The map that the Lord, he gives, and that in the way that he leads. But we won't. Many won't. I don't care how hard I may try. There is one entrance inside, in Marin City and out. Now, I can walk over the hill down the backside to Tam Valley, but I'm not driving my car over that hill. There's one way in, one way out. I don't care what you might feel about it. That's just the way that it is. We sometimes try to create ways to get to God. There's only one way to come to Him. People with all these different alternatives. There's not a different alternative. God told the disciples, listen to Jesus. He's the only way. And we need to understand that. So from where the nine disciples are, where the Lord and the disciples that are with Him upon the mountain Peter, James, and John, these three, as they come back down the mountain, they are coming to the place where whatever may have happened, the Lord told them to be. Now, they had stayed upon that mountain overnight. And so whether they left and the Lord told them to be back at a certain time, he comes down the mountain to where the disciples are. And the Lord walks right up to the place where they are and they are in an argument, a disagreement with the scribe, and there are a lot of people around. You see, when you have a mountaintop experience, you're going to have to deal with the battle in the valley. Don't don't mistake it. You're going to have to deal with a situation. Whatever your mountaintop experience might be, you can't stay up there. You see, Peter wanted to stay up there. That's why he said, we're going to build three tents. This wonderful experience that we have right now, we never want it to end. And so we're going to build some tabernacles, and we're just going to live right here in this experience. While he's talking, the Lord says, this is my son. And boy, they dropped to the ground face down, scared out of their mind. God said, listen to him. They got to leave that mountain. And as they have come down, they run smack into a major problem. Confronted with a boy who has been overtaken by a demon or demons. And the father has brought this boy to the disciples because they've been with Jesus. And he is expecting them to be able to perform a miracle and to heal his son, to give him relief. But before they even get there, the Lord notices that the scribes are arguing with them. The crowd, as they see Jesus, they run to him out of excitement do you not know people will run to a fight? They will run to see what's going on. Ain't ran, I don't know when, but there they go running. Who fighting? Running to see what's going on. Back in the day, I tell you, the fights used to happen under the tunnel. They would say, I'll meet you under the tunnel. Now, if you couldn't beat somebody, you were scared to death because there was only one way to get home. Now, I tell you, there was one young lady named Angela that I didn't want to mess with. I thought about running over the freeway to bypass the tunnel. I thought about it. I'm not kidding. I thought about, can I make it? Can I make it? Can I make it? How can I get do through that tunnel without having to deal with her. I didn't run from many fights. But I didn't want to mess with her. But that was the place that the fights happened. I'll meet you under the tunnel. And the way that the fights would start (laughs) Put your hand on there. Would you touch me for? And the fight was on. Bravest one, here you go. That that that's that's how the fights would often begin, and everybody would be there. The crowd would be all around, waiting for the fight. they're there watching. And Christ comes right up and says, what are you arguing with them about? Now he's talking to the scribes because it was them that was arguing with the disciples. The Bible does not often give the details of what the arguments are or what the issue is at times. It just says there was a problem. Sometimes we don't want to just know there's an argument, we want the details. Give me the 411, the 511, and some people are even calling 911 because they didn't make their big math just right. People will call 911 for the most ridiculous things. My child won't take a time out calling 911. Lord, have mercy. Let me give you my belt. Not for the child, for the parent. Lord, have mercy. Get in trouble at home. Go ahead and call the cops. I'll whip them too when they get here. My mom used to say. Back in the day, don't let John Earl come. He's standing and watch. But there is an argument that is taking place, and the Lord says, what are you arguing about? And rather than the disciples and the scribes saying anything, the Father speaks up. It is interesting to note that the Lord steps in where the disciples are and say, if there's a problem, i What's the problem? Point number two. The rebuke for unbelief. The rebuke for unbelief. Now, Matthew calls the boy, and maybe the King James Version, some of you may have, he calls him a lunatic. And this word is actually related to the moon. Uh, in some Bibles, it says he had epilepsy in the book of Matthew the the word actually means moonstruck it was believed that the the person that had was having an epileptic seizure it was because of the changes in the moon and that causes caused the condition to be changed or for the person to have a problem that dealt with epilepsy, but in this case, the Bible makes clear, even though the situation or the outcome manifestation of what the boy was going through had those his body moving in certain ways and had the appearance, we understand that it was a demonic force or a demon behind the situation with the boy. Now, when the father calls out and says, I... Brought my son to you, but the disciples, or brought my son to the disciples, but they could not heal him. They could not heal him. And the Lord says, look at what the Lord says. He actually rebukes the crowd. Look with me. Look with me at <clears throat> this verse. In fact, let me read verse 18, Matthew 9, beginning at 18. And when Ever it seizes, it, it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Matthew says, faithless and twisted generation. You see, one of the things that we note here is that the crowd that came running to Jesus when he came up the mountain, and that's there, they have not come to the Lord because they're saying, God, we are so grieved over our sins, but they came to be spectators. They came simply to see and to watch what was going on. And Jesus rebukes them, oh faithless generation. You are running after signs. You're coming, running after you, not because you believe, because you want to see a miracle, because you want to see what's happening. Today, there are a lot of people that like to see what's going on. I can sometimes be traveling northbound and run into major traffic thinking, what in the world's going on? And here I am, two miles down the road, and realized that there was an accident on the northbound on the other side of the freeway. And people are rubbernecking, looking to see what's going on over there, and here they are, tying up traffic over here. Ain't got nothing to do with what's going on over there. And all of a sudden, as soon as you get past that accident, the traffic opens up. I get so mad sometimes, and I see that, oh, people, move! Not that they are wanting to go help. They just want to see what's going on. The Lord tells this crowd, oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be here they had been seeing what Christ had been doing but even many of them were not even changed they did not accept the lord they didn't put their faith in him but they're running to see what what is he going to do there were people that just followed him are we going to see a miracle today there today there's people today that's looking for miracles special things to happen and won't do the ordinary things in life that needs to be done. Waiting for the Lord to move in a certain way. And the answer is right there in front of you. Just go ahead and do what you are supposed to do. Why does the Lord always have to do something spectacular? You see, the Lord, as I told you, He wouldn't waste His miracles. He, he gave His miracles or performed miracles when there was a need. When the matter and the situation calls for it, he relieved suffering. Today, many people want to have things just occur to try to convince them. The Bible says it is an adulterous generation that seeks after signs, it's an evil generation that's always looking for signs. We must understand that we must accept the Lord because of who he is, and the fact that one needs to realize that he has nothing more to prove. He's God. He's already proven. He's come. He's done everything that needs to be done. I'm not going to get through this today. The the disciples' inability to cast out the the, the, the demon, even though they had cast out demonic spirits before, when they had been sent out two by two, you will find that beginning in Mark chapter 6, verse 7. He brought his son with the hope that his boy would be delivered because there was nothing else that worked. The disciples, and I'm not going to go there right now because I'm going to address that later, thought that they could deliver this child and they tried. And it is possible that the argument with the scribes was dealing with or related to To this very nature. But we don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Jesus does not have nice words for the crowd. He's about to leave here. He's been with them. And he gives them a strong rebuke. And a strong rebuke is in order. How long does the Lord have to be with this crowd before they will put their trust in him? Hmm. The man stated that the problem that he was having, being unable to speak, that his son was unable to speak and hear, constantly put his son at risk by what happened when the demon attacked his son. It would cause him to fall into the fire or into water. I, I want to say this here, and I'm going I'm to put a pin right here for today. And pick up with this next week. I think I'm going to bring this to an end at point two today. The problem that we see here is that this boy, his problem started young. And even though he's not old, people don't realize that demons don't like humans. They don't. They don't like humans. We are made in the image of God. We have been made in his image. Satan hates God and he hates anyone made in his image. This boy had been tormented from a child. This enemy was trying to kill him. He wasn't putting him in the water to bathe him. He was trying to destroy this boy. Can you imagine? Put just for a moment yourself in the place of this father always having to be vigilant because you didn't know what was happening. Let me just clarify something. Epilepsy, different disabilities are not caused always by Satan. In this case it was. There are sometimes people rebuking sickness and different stuff and all they need to do is get a good night's sleep. I bind you, demon. This food, demon. I bind you. Just stop. Stop eating. Stop. Put, put, put a halt. Put a halt to it. I bind this. I bind. No, 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 no. You ain't got to bind everything. There's some things that God has given us the ability to be able to do. But there are times when in situations where there is an evil presence behind it. And in this case, this is the matter here. And we find this father. Being right now, he, he, he is beside himself. He is concerned. He, he, has, he wants this de- demon to be driven out because it is causing havoc in his son's life. You know, we'll go to battle and bat for our kids because they are hurt. And you've got to imagine this, this father's pain, his heartache as his son is suffering. And then he thinks I've got relief. I'm going to say this in closing. Because Satan is the enemy of God, you have a target on your forehead, on your back, on your entire body. You 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 are the target. And there are times when he attacks that we don't run to the Lord. It is this Father who brought His child to the Lord. Brought him to the disciples. Oh, the Lord's not here. Disciples, could you help me with this? There are people who run in the opposite direction when Satan is on their tracks. He's on the trail when when he's coming after them. We need to understand the only way to deal with Satan himself. Demonic influences and oppression at times when things happen is to turn to the Lord. When we're even just having battles, something we're dealing with, turn to the Lord. Just just turn to God. Now there are times when you've got to go through something. There are times when you have to deal with something. And it's not easy. There are, this is a battle. The Lord encountered this battle when he came off this mountain. This was a wonderful experience that the disciples had. And they are now in the midst of having to deal with a battle with the enemy. They're having to deal with the enemy. And we need to understand That when we run into the enemy, we need to give it to the Lord. As I conclude with this point here, and pick up next week, the rebuke that the Lord gave these individuals is because they had more than enough evidence. They had more than enough evidence of what they've seen, of Jesus, and all that they had experienced to know that he was the one. Never think because you come to the Lord that you never have to pray anymore or that you got it all together. And when we pick up next week, we'll take a look at that. We can sometimes think because, oh, I'm in Christ, that's it. But we will see that the disciples miscalculated. You see, it's not good enough just to have faith in faith. That's not, where the, that's not what you need to have. You need to have faith in Him. Oh, if I just have enough faith. The Lord says, faith as small as a mustard seed. It's where you put your faith. I know some of y'all you put your faith in your vehicles and, on, and in your bicycles and, 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 and everything else. Except the Lord. it will fail. But the Lord never will. From a glorious mountaintop experience to a battle in the valley. Would you stand with me, please? What are you battling right now? What, what's, what battle are you having in life? Are you battling with yourself? Are you battling with something on the outside? Is, is something impinging upon you? What's happening? What are you dealing with? And have you brought it to the Lord and left it there? You can't stay up on the mountaintop. The Lord has shown himself over and over again. And yet, many won't put their faith in him or they run in the opposite direction when they should be running towards him. Lord, we pray today that people will run towards you for the right reason. It is our prayer that people will first recognize that through the conviction of the Holy Spirit that we need to turn to Christ because we are sinners, Hmm. and that you came to die for our sins. And for us to have a relationship with you. You came for us because we couldn't pay the price. Oh, it was good that the crowd ran, but oh, if they had run to you for the right reason. Not to just be spectators, but to recognize that you are the answer. And when people come to you, Lord, you are everything that we could ever need or want we pray that people will stop using you like the emergency room and we'll do that which allow you to do the work in us that changes us from the inside out so that the work that you are doing on the inside will be reflected in how we live how we talk how we relate to one another, that the love of Christ, the the kindness of the Lord will be seen in our lives, that people will be able to say there's something different. I see the, the change in that person's life because it's what God has done and is doing. We pray in the name of our Savior that our faith will be Directed towards you. Now, if there's people in this place that don't know you, Lord, it is past time. We pray today that there will be a humbling and an accepting of you with eyes closed, heads bowed. Anyone in this place says I I need I need to accept the Lord. I need a relationship with the Lord. I need I want to accept the Lord. I don't know what it fully means. But that's all right. There's people that can talk to you. I'll talk to you. There's sometimes just the embarrassment of having to come forward. You can just put your hand up and back down. I'll contact you. you never accepted the Lord. Say, yes, Lord, I don't want to be lost. I want to run to you because I love you because you are the one that I need. Is there anybody in this place that said, yes, I need the Lord. It's it's time. Lord, we pray today in the name of our Savior that you will be honored as we leave this place. That this word will continue to stir in the hearts of people. That from the glorious mountaintop experience that some can have, there's going to be a battle, Lord, in the valley. May we never think that we can handle it on our own. May we never push you to the side and say, Lord, I've got this, I got it. But may we always, always keep our hand in your hand. Protect us as we leave this place today from the onslaught of the enemy. We pray that you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.